Welcome to the 3C Project. I'm Justin. And I'm Ben. And on this podcast, we are focused on 3Cs, those that are crushing it, those creative entrepreneurs that are making things happen. We're also focusing on people who are creating creatives that are thinking outside the box. And those people that are caring, those loving people that just make the world a better place. That's right, people that are giving back. This is the 3C Project where we focus on the three Cs. Let's get started. Let's go. Yo, what is up? Welcome back to the 3C Project. It is Justin here today, and I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Our guest today is Pastor Jeremiah Stingle. He is an amazing leader, father, business person, TikToker, talker. He is going to be so, so, so entertaining to listen to. Pastor Jeremiah is the lead pastor of Living Water Church in Boiling Brook, Illinois. He and his wife, Bianca, have two beautiful children, and they are going to bless you actually just specifically jeremiah but like bianca is also inspirational and has helped jeremiah get to where he is so by like by association she is also blessing you in this podcast um it is going to be an amazing episode i am so so excited for you to hear these things really quick note um we are a new podcast, as you know, and so there are some points when our mic quality drops a little bit in the conversation, but like the quality of the content is still there. So we are excited for you to hear this episode of the 3C Project. Let's jump into Ben's interview with Pastor Jeremiah Stingle. Let's go. All right. So I am here with uh, with someone who is very, very special to me. Uh, probably this guy has known me for so long. Uh, probably some, some of my uh, not so great years <laughs> he has coached me through. But I'm here with uh, with none other than Jeremiah Stingle. Jeremiah, how are you doing? Ben, it is so good to see you, hear your voice. Man, we're doing good. We're up in the great state of Illinois now. Moved from Georgia to Illinois almost four years ago and man we're just excited about what what god's doing at our church and man relationships like this man i love it i love it so a little backstory of of how i know uh jeremiah which it's it's to me it's weird to call you jeremiah it's just your to me your pastor jeremiah so he was my student pastor i moved to georgia when i was 16 did not want to be here did not want to be part of the student ministry and uh and he really coached me through a lot of things like hey don't be such a punk all the time to your parents, you know? And yeah, so so you have this incredible ministry journey. You know, you guys are have been doing this thing for a while, but some people might, may not know you. They may not know your story. So why don't you tell us a little bit about like who you are, what you guys are doing, uh, all that good stuff. So uh, my wife and I have been married for 16 years. We have two children, one 12 and one eight. So we got a borderline teenager. 12? She's 12, man. And it what? is full on teenager attitude coming out. And I'm like, don't wow. do this. Don't do this. So man, we're, we're full hands right there. So even before Corona, we were homeschooling or I should say my wife was homeschooling. And so that's not been a big challenge for us or change for us. And so, man, we're just, we're just surviving just like everybody else trying to play it minute by minute. Uh, we are the lead pastors at living water community church. If you're looking online, it's go living water at go living water. And uh, we have been doing this almost four years. It's about three and a half years that we've been here in Illinois from Georgia. And, you know, we were we don't have any family here. We don't know anybody. This was just us just 
following the call of God, like God called Abraham to just get up and leave. And we just came and the best church, man, the best people. I mean, it's a fantastic place. It's a suburb of Chicago. It's in Bolingbrook, Illinois. And so we're not too far away, you know, under an hour to drive to the city. And so we got all the food, all the activities, everything that you got from Chicago. So one of the, one of the kind of the weird things though, is trying to find out how to go on like a family vacation around here, because, you know, back in Georgia, it was like, you want to go to the mountains or go to the beach here, you know, it's basically like a bunch of like lakes is kind of like what you do. And I just don't know how to live the hashtag lake life yet. (laughs) <laughs> you don't you don't got a boat you don't just go out and do things on a boat uh well let me ask you this man because because uh you moved obviously to a new region of the country okay and uh chicago is is very different than the atlanta area very very different um so tell us about that like how did it affect you how did it affect your family like was it a difficult change well, you know, homeschooling the kids really was helpful because it wasn't like a big change for them in their everyday life. And then, you know, for me and Bianca, it really just made our marriage better because, you know, we had a lot of friends in Georgia and a lot of stuff to do, and we didn't have as many friends, you know, right away. And so we just really got closer. I mean, it's just been like the like the COVID thing. I mean, staying at home, I mean, I love my wife and man, our relationship has just gotten so much deeper. We joined TikTok yeah. and man, we're making all kinds of TikToks I'm together. I'm a huge fan of your TikTok, man. <laughs> huge fan. Now I'm just ripping off other people's TikToks and making them my own. And like, you know, that's kind of what you do is you watch other people's TikToks and you're like, oh, right. I could use that sound. Right. I could do that, you know? And uh, man, it's been so much fun and uh, it's been a big adventure. It's been challenging on, you know, seeing grandparents for the kids and all that kind of stuff, just because we're now so far away that we really only make it to Georgia probably once a year. Uh, and so, you know, it's just challenging because, you know, you don't want to, you know, you, my parents want to see our kids all the time and stuff. So, you know, it's been, it's been a challenge in a lot of ways, but it's been uh, a cool challenge and it's been fun for our family. One thing that I love that you guys are doing, cause you guys are in like a new leadership position over there, but you guys have a podcast for those of you, um, who, who, uh, are looking for a great podcast. It's called the leadership lab podcast, leadership lab podcast. Great? You got to search the whole cool. thing. Cause if you go leadership lab, you'll find a bunch of them. So leadership okay. lab podcast. And here's what I like about it. There's a lot that I like about it, but you guys get to the meat, you know, every time I listen to it, there's. Sometimes there's podcasts where it's hit and miss. And 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 truly, honestly, I'm not just saying this because you're in a video call in front of me, but truly, every time I listen to this podcast, I'm like, this is like, I'm implementing this now. Um, and it's just funny because you talked about something where, if, if you know Jeremiah, he has this world famous line that's just, help me understand. And I've, I've been in a room with him where I've done something very idiotic and he just says, hey, help me understand understand. But it's really cool listening to this podcast because I've seen you guys live out what you teach. I've seen you guys, you say this thing and, and like you guys actually do the advice that you give. And I think that's huge. And I've seen you guys go through these different seasons. You know, you were my student pastor and, um, the, the student ministry was uh, fairly new, and I just saw you guys grow it basically out of nothing. Um, I've seen you guys transition to lead a ministry school, which you you guys actually 
started that from nothing and grew it. Um, and it's still going strong. I graduated from that school. Um, that school honestly really helped me learn a lot of things that I implement in my life today. Um, I've seen you guys help launch campuses. I've seen you guys move across the country, lead um, in a city that is foreign to you guys. But we're in this this new kind of season, you know, to where if you are in leadership, you are having to do things that, that there's not a script written for you. You know, this whole Corona thing has never happened. You know, there's, there's no script to follow that we go, Oh, well, these are the steps you take. So I'm sure you're making a lot of decisions right now that you're just having to figure it out as you go. So I really want to talk about this because you and your wife are amazing leaders and I'm sure we there's a lot of decisions that you've had to make recently. So this is what I what I want to 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 talk about today. I want to talk about confident decision making, how to make difficult leadership decisions when situations are overwhelming or uncertain. And it has been no shortage of overwhelming and no shortage of uncertain. So I uh, I still do work for for church. I I make kids content and a lot of this stuff we're just making it up as we go along, figuring it out. But I don't really have like teams that I'm leading. I have, you know, people that work with me and all that, but you are leading full teams. There is a there is an entire organization that is on your shoulders and people that need to get paychecks, you know, people that need to hear about Jesus, you know, uh, an organization that, that needs to just work. So here's my first question. As a leader, how did you process the COVID-19 pandemic? That's a great question, man. We really got blindsided by the whole thing. I think it got real for us when the NBA canceled the rest of their season that's when I was like, uh, what? So that was really kind of my answer to that question. If you just want to take it to your three C's, I'm going to, I'm going to multiply that times two. It's a six C answer. The first stage Let's was go. crazy. I mean, it was just crazy. It was just like, and you just right. got to kind of sit back as a leader and just kind of be okay with it. Just being crazy for a second, just because it's crazy for everyone. The, the word that all the church leader, podcast gurus, bloggers were saying was unprecedented. You know, it was just, it's unprecedented. It's unprecedented. And then the next word was pivot. You know, we're all going to pivot. You know, that was, everybody was talking <laughs> about that. So first of all, it was crazy. Yeah. Then, then there was just a lot of confusion that I moved from crazy to confusion because I was just like, okay, I don't even know what we're going to do. I remember we had a, a Sunday service and then the next day the governor issued a stay at home order. And on Sunday service, we told our people we're going to continue to have church until we can't have church anymore. So then like right. the next day we can't have church anymore. So we just, you know, set up a YouTube live stream and we just said, Hey church, we're having an all church online gathering like right now, you know, just jump on and we're just going to talk about this. And Bianca and I just had like a little dialogue and we, you know, just shared how confused everything was and what we're going to do and how we're going to go online next weekend and all that kind of stuff. And so then we began to pursue clarity. So we went from crazy to confusion and then okay. we went to pursue clarity. We listened to all the news, talked to every 
pastor, church leader. I was on Zoom calls. I got Zoom fatigue like many people might have, but I just pursued the information in order to get clarity. And once I got clarity, I took it to the Lord, prayed about it, and I got confidence. That, that prayer time really just built that confidence in me. And then the Holy Spirit just gives you that courage. After you come out of prayer, you move from confidence to courage. And then probably the most important practice as a leader besides prayer was this practice yeah. of communication. And that's really kind of where as a leader we got to is we're going to communicate, communicate, communicate. We had all church emails. We had YouTube lives. We had Facebook, you know, posts. We had all kinds of information, 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 so that no one at any point in time felt like they were anywhere. I mean, we, we posted blog posts just sharing kind of our heart with everything. And I mean, people have just loved it. They've, they've, I mean, so many people have in our church have sent us emails and said, the way that you guys communicate, not only the information we needed to know, but how we could even pray for you as our leader was just so great. And so it went crazy, wow. confusion, clarity, confidence, courage, communication, six C's. <laughs> I, I don't know what's more impressive, the the actual like process or the fact that it's all C's. Like, it's amazing. But here's one thing that I didn't hear on there, you know, um, is you guys just didn't act like you had all the answers. You know, th there was no room for pride in there to be like, ah, you know, we're just going to pretend like we know what we're doing. I think it's okay to say we don't know what's happening because I think the toughest thing for me through this whole thing is there was really no like finish line. There was no like, Hey, it ends here. It's just like, we don't know when it ends. We don't know if it's going to get worse. We don't know if it's going to get better. We, we don't really have anything for you. And so it's hard to plan when you, when you don't have a timeline. And uh, I think it's so important that there wasn't a moment where you guys were hesitant to say, we don't exactly know how long this will be, what to do, but we're going to do everything we can to give you guys the best experience possible. So here, here's my next question. So what were some of the biggest challenges you faced leading your church through this? So I, I kind of have a personal belief that the biggest challenges we face in our lives actually lead to become our greatest strengths. So wow. we had to change one more time. Okay. The biggest challenges that you face in your life actually become your greatest strength. And what I mean by that is God allows you to go through challenges in certain periods of your life so that he can equip you with something else that you need down the road. And so the biggest challenges that we had have actually made our church better. I mean, our staff, like we had to get real quick changing everything. I mean, we had a one week, six days timeline to be able to completely change the way we do things. And man, our staff, like on a dime, just turned. I mean, we were online video content creators. We, we made a Facebook group, a private Facebook group for our church members. And it's been one of the coolest places of connection that yeah, we've had. Yeah. I mean, everybody had to learn to zoom things. I mean, we were just picking up ideas and throwing stuff against the wall to see if it sticks. And I mean, it was so cool. And then we had to look in the mirror and really find out you know, really some of the hard issues that we had because God revealed some things through this. I think that the, the, the pandemic, the stay at home order, all that kind of stuff, I believe it was the great revealing of what's, mm -hmm. what you're really made out of. Cause I think in some ways yeah. we had become event planners and now we had mm -hmm. to really kind of come to terms with, well, well, are we really pastors? 
or or are we just event planners? Because now wow. we got to pastor people. I mean, our first staff meeting after the stay at home order, it was like, okay, now we're going to find out our pastoral muscle because now it's just calling people. It's just talking to people directly, texting people directly. It's you can't just invite people to show up anymore. I mean, previously it was just like, Hey, wow. here's the invitation. Just come. And then people would come. Well now, now, I mean, the flock is scattered. There's no gathered flock. So you've got to go after each of those people individually and really love them where they, where, where they are. And that helped us to get recentered on our primary purpose. And, and our primary That's purpose really is to make disciples of Jesus. And we got laser focused on that through this. And I believe it's going to be transformative for the life of our church for, for mm-hmm. going on down the road. I, um, for me, just being, uh, like kind of on the opposite end with someone who, 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 uh, I was doing more content creation, not necessarily, um, you know, connecting with people during this time. So we were creating kids. Con- my, my world was, I was creating kids content. We're throwing it up on YouTube and kids are able to watch it from, uh, an iPad in their living room. Um, I know a lot of churches were doing the whole online service thing. Um, but we noticed that our views were up high and we were getting a lot of traction and we learned, wow, media is a great way to reach kids. Um, was there something that happened that you guys did differently that you were like, wow, this is something that has, it's different, but it's, it's working. And maybe something that when you go back to live that maybe you might do differently. Uh, definitely the way that our staff, operates. I mean, we, we had a pretty flexible, you know, office schedule previously, but this has really kind of freed us up to say, Hey, do things that matter. And if if we're not going to waste everybody's time here. So that's, that's been a big shift in the way that we do that. And then also just, you know, thinking through like, you know, cause we, we do produce a weekly, you know, service. So it's essentially, we got to, you know, come up with the content for that. And then, you know, just saying, you know, what's, what's relevant and what's just stuff that we've always done just because that's the way that church has been done. And, uh, we, we, for a lot of technical reasons, had to do some things in different areas. And we actually got a lot of feedback from even other churches that said, we like mm-hmm. the way that you guys are doing that. And it wasn't because we had the choice. It was just because we were forced to do it that way. So right. I think they say necessity is the mother of invention. And uh, wow. there's so many times where you have a problem and the problem is really not a problem. The problem is your breakthrough, you know? And so you just got to embrace the problem so that you could get better for the future. And that's so good. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of times where you just didn't have answers. What did you learn about leading others through uncertain conditions where maybe you didn't know what to do or know what the answer was to their questions? I don't I don't know how we knew how to do this, but immediately we started doing it this way. And I've since then found that this is really the key to leading people through uncertainty is number one, make intelligent decisions. So you've got to figure out the information and make intelligent decisions. Don't be rash and don't just jump to things and don't just go for it because it's all just slow down, breathe, talk to your team pray about things and then make intelligent decisions. And then this is what I said earlier, communicate thoroughly. So you make intelligent decisions and you communicate 
thoroughly. People are dying for that connection. They want to know not just the information, but they want to know how you are walking through this with them. That's the biggest thing. People just want to know you're with them. And so we communicated fearlessly, tirelessly. I mean, we just went after, we had all kinds of YouTube lives and we had Zooms and we had opportunities for people to submit questions. We got our whole team together and did like a Zoom YouTube live. So through wow. Zoom, you can make a stream that goes to YouTube. And man, it was just so cool for our team to be unmasked, raw, real, and just talking about everything. And it just gives people, when you give that level of communication, I mean, we over communicate all the time, even the today, we actually emailed a letter out today to our entire church, just talking about some more reopening stuff and kid stuff and how this yeah. is happening and what's going on here. And I mean, we're listening to people and they're just, they're just very grateful that we have it just, just trickled out information, but we just, we just gushed information out. Awesome. So definitely do your research. Don't just give an answer. So you sound smart and you know, it really is hard to make a wrong choice when your heart is, is in the right place. You know what I mean? When your heart's for your people, when your heart's to, to serve them at the highest possible level. Now, it sounds like your team has has pivoted and and they have just in in certain ways been thriving been been stepping up to the plate and taking on challenges and and winning and you guys are taking strides forward um unfortunately you know that's not the story for everyone and there's got to be someone out there that this whole thing is just overwhelming they are just drowning um in that so what is some advice that you would give someone who is just overwhelmed right now by what's happening in the world. And listen, Ben, this, what I'm about to say is not just for now. It is, it is for now, but it's, it's through any point in your life where you're going to get overwhelmed. You might move to a new city, take a new job, have a big life change, have a baby. There could be a lot of different reasons that you have some times of uncertainty. And this method is tried and true to just take you through it step by step. And it's like a, it's just like a, it's like one of those guidelines that you just hold onto as you're kind of walking over one of those. Those like rope bridgey things that got like a little guideline there and you just hold on yeah. to it. It just kind of gives you something to grab hold of. And I'm going to use an acrostic yeah. here and I'm really going to kind of use the idea of, of surfing, you know, you know, as, as surfers don't create waves, they ride waves. That's, that's what surfers do. They don't, they don't stir up the water. They just look to find out when the water's moving a certain direction. And then they mm -hmm. carry themselves on that current. You can use uncertain times, not as obstacles, but as opportunities as you actually wow. look at those waves and say, okay, that's a disturbance, but what if God is in it? What, what if God's doing something? Not, not that God creates those bad things, but what if he's allowed some kind of disturbance to come in so that I can actually move forward through this? It could become an opportunity and not simply an obstacle. And so I want to talk about surfing through uncertainty. The, the first word is the S. It's for steady. Don't panic. You're going to survive. 
You can make it. Just be steady. Don't don't jump to conclusions. Don't rush to every other little thing. You know, if you ever see somebody, they say it's a chicken with their head cut off. You know, they're just going all over the place. You don't have to act like that. You can just be steady. Keep doing what you can do, and then just hold on. And something's gonna change, and you're gonna see that because you're perceptive. The second thing is the you. It's upward. It means go to God in prayer. Go to God for help. Philippians chapter four verses six and seven says, "Don't be angry." Anxious about anything, but in everything. Oh, I love that. He says in everything, not just the bad, good, ugly, what everything go to God in prayer, present your request to him. Let, let your heart be made known to God. And then it says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. And what yeah, it does is you you just get this settledness about you. You've been steady, okay? Now you're going upward to God right there, and he's doing something. You know, but what I found sometimes is, is in times of uncertainty, prayer sometimes feels like it's broken. I had mm-hmm. I had a rechar- a refrigerant hose on 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 my or the refrigerant went down on my air conditioner on my minivan recently and I had to recharge it. So I went and bought this little hose and it's got like a little connector piece on it and I went to go recharge the air conditioner and the thing wouldn't fit on it. Like I've used this before, I couldn't find my old one and I just couldn't get it to fit. And I got so mad. Finally, <laughs> after all of this work and struggle and strife, I went back to the store where I purchased it and when you walk into this particular store, they give you like a little sticker with the date on it that they put on the package so that they know you didn't steal it and just walk up to the customer service counter. When she put the sticker on there, I saw that there was already another one of those date stickers already on it. Somebody had already purchased that item. It was defective for them. They brought it back. And now I'm the second person returning this defective item. I got so mad when that hit me. I was like, I've spent all this time being frustrated at something that doesn't even work. And somebody else knew it didn't work. So I calmed myself down. I went up to the lady counter. It wasn't her fault, you know, and I'm a pastor (laughs) in the community. So I can't be this ugly guy screwing his head off at the store. But what, what, what really bugged me about that is that, I just felt like I had something that was defective and it didn't work and it frustrated me. And sometimes people get frustrated with prayer because they're like, ah, it's not working. Things aren't changing fast enough. What if God doesn't necessarily want to change the thing right now, but he wants to change us? And we've just got to allow that space, that patience, not get so frustrated about the uncertainty. I just say, God, I trust you because that's where the peace is going to be and God's going to do something. The R, the R stands for relationships. That means you got to have a crowd around you. You can't be doing life alone. If you're already doing things alone, when, when uncertainty hits, you're not going to have anywhere to go. You need to have people around. You got to have a group. You got to have people encouraging you. And the last one, the F, it stands for forward. That means don't stop, keep moving. And if you're not moving, you cannot be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, that God can't lead a stationary object. He's got to have somebody who's in motion. So just keep pressing along. I've heard it said, if you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. (laughs) And so you just got to keep moving forward because things can and will change. Man, I'm writing notes so fast. I'm getting carpal tunnel over here. This is such gold, just so much gold you're throwing out. The biggest thing I had to learn with with the surf, um, what do you call that? An acrostic. 
There we go with the with the R in the acrostic. It was the the, the relationships, man. I uh, I'm just world famous for thinking I could just do everything on my own. I don't need people. I work better solo. Um, and I just found, man, you need relationships through this thing, but not just people that are going to tell you what you want to hear, not just people that are going to just listen to you complain. You need people that are sometimes going to tell you what you need to hear. So relationships are extremely valuable. Um, man, Pastor Jeremiah, you are just like, you've, you've always been the guy that's just, you, you got all the, the six C's, you got the acrostics. You, you, you're just a man of wisdom. You're a man who, who studies the word. You're a man who, uh, who has lived out these values that you teach. And uh, this time with you has been uh, an honor. Ben, can I just can I just interject right here for a second? Because I just sure. want to say I'm proud of you. Bianca and I have been watching your life. We've been watching the way that you model for so many other people. You are a great encouragement to so many wow. people. People smile around you. You cannot get around Ben and not smile and have an uplifted Man. moment. And you have a gift for that. You have a gift of encouragement. And you are doing a lot of things that are impacting people's lives. I love hearing you talk about the way you film well weddings and how you're not there to just make a happy client, but you're there to actually like serve them with whatever they need. And that's the posture that Jesus called his disciples to. And that's what I've seen in your life. You truly are a servant leader. And Bianca and I just want to say, we're proud of you and you can just keep on doing it, man. Man, I could cry right now. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I do have one final question for you before we wrap this thing up, before we go. Okay. It's karaoke night. It's the final song of the night. The mic is in your hand. What song do you choose? Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows. All right, it's a Mr. jam, Jones. dude. It's a jam. Yeah. Mr. Jones. Well, Jeremiah, um, you're the man. Thank you so much again for your time. Um, for those of you who watch a quality podcast, the Leadership Lab podcast, uh, tune in. I mean, I, I feel you guys just wrapped up season two, so uh, you have a you have a whole lot of content before season three launches. And uh, just follow him on on. Uh, why don't you tell us like your your Instagram handle and all that fun stuff? Yeah, it's it's real simple. It's just my first and last name, so it's Jeremiah Stingle, and Stingle spelled with an L on the end, no E. So just Stingle it rhymes with jingle, and uh, man. You know, love to love to see you make a connection with you. Maybe, um, maybe the the leadership lab would be something that would encourage you. Uh, we try to keep it between fifteen to twenty minutes an episode, and we try to really present some information that will help even people who may not even see themselves as leaders that they can begin to step into those spaces. Because anywhere that people would follow you, you're leading them. And uh, whether it's at a job, whether it's uh, you know a group of friends, and you're you know saying, hey, let's go out to eat here. I mean, anywhere you exhibit influence you're a leader and god wants us all to be better leaders so that we can influence this world for the kingdom of god if that doesn't inspire you to to listen to the podcast i don't know what will but we're gonna head back to the studio and me and justin are gonna dissect this episode with jeremiah staple that was a wonderful episode. I would just like to say, Pastor Jeremiah, I have seen you and known you from very afar. And I just want to say, like, you are a phenomenal minister, pastor, dad, influencer, TikToker, rocker, uh, cooker, chef. I saw you cooking pancakes one day. I turned into your service and you guys were cooking. And that was like it was like the pre-service live stream making breakfast before you watch the service. I was like, that's, that's awesome. Um, you're just Yo, side note, side note. He has a, like a TikTok where he, ta he just talks about how to make the perfect Cuban sandwich. 
It's actually really good. So I mean, dude, like, dude can cook. He's doing awesome things. And so again, thank you so much for um jumping on the three C project. Also, if you can just send me a voice memo um encouraging me like you encouraged Ben at the end of the episode, I would just really appreciate that. So that when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, <laughs> okay, let me just listen to what Jeremiah has to say about me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll feel better. But. Let's jump into this recap. Ben, how was your interview in general? Like, how was that experience with Pastor Jeremiah? Man, I will say this. He's been a, a major influence in my life for a long time. It was, it felt at first, I was like, I was, I'm not, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I was like, man, like, will I sound smart enough <laughs> interviewing this man? But Man, he, uh, he's just awesome, man. And he's such an easy person to talk to, easy person to have conversation with. He's such a, he's such like, um, like a teacher, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got that. I felt that. He's such a teacher and, and it's really cool, man. It's just, you're always going to get something from him. I also want to add, um, he, he recently started the keto diet and I noticed dude is in great shape because, you know, we did, we, we did the FaceTime thing. You guys couldn't see it, but, but the dude has, has been doing something. Jeremiah, great job with the keto. Um, I think he's about 20 pounds down, so he's looking good. He's sounding good. Feeling Um, good. And I, I left that, um, that interview feeling really encouraged and, and, a lot smarter. Wow. That's, I mean, he said some amazing things. That's why I want to focus on um, three of those big big ideas for all of you church-going people that ever helped in kids' church. We're going to focus on the big ideas. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But one of the things that he said that I really love is that uh, the biggest challenges lead uh, lead to becoming our greatest strength. And I think that is a leadership principle just in general. So many times, like, we look at challenges, we look at shortcomings, we look at things we're struggling with, and we're like, oh, you know, this is this is the end of the world. But, like, he kind of painted a beautiful picture about how, like, you know, this challenge can lead to a huge strength. You would talk about coronavirus, you were talking about COVID-19 and, like, how they adapted and changed and, like, how they, out of necessity, had to do certain things, but that led to them being innovative and like being like leaders in some of the areas yeah. of, of the church and ministry and how they grew and adapted. I thought that was so valuable because if you are in your life, like struggling with anything and you actually take the mindset of learning and developing from that, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to come out on the other side so much better, so much better. And he painted that picture beautifully. Yeah. One thing that I love that he talked about and, and it was, it was very practical. I mean, it's just the idea of you don't always have to act like you have all the answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, th- I think Craig Rochelle says like people would rather uh, follow a leader who's always real than one who's yep. always right. Real than always right. Yep. And it's like through this whole pandemic, it's like no one really knows what's going on. And he just talks about like the whole, the, the six C's thing, man, that he, he started the, started the interview off with, um, was amazing and just communicating the best you can and bringing clarity and all the other four C's that he had. But to me, it was, it it was so practical because as a leader, sometimes you're so afraid to say, I don't know. Yeah. Um, when really people just want to know how much you care. Like like, I think it it humanizes. It's more authentic. If I can go up to somebody like, I don't know, but I'm willing to work my butt off to figure it out and to grow with you. I respect a leader that's like that so much more than someone's like, Oh, I I know everything and I know I can do no wrong, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, you don't act like you know it all communicate really well and just make like 
like intelligent decisions the yeah, best yeah, you can. Yeah. And, and that's really comforting, honestly, because it wasn't like, oh yeah, you have to have so much wisdom and so much experience and like be this person that just knows all these answers. And like, that's sometimes it's not being a leader. Sometimes it's just, um, walking your people through a situation the best that you can, you know? Yeah. That's so true. Like something like a, a small little thing he dropped is that like, you know, you have to always be willing to change, always be willing to change. Like you have to like have that mindset of like wanting to grow and wanting to develop. And if you don't, you're going to fall behind. That's like, such a simple, simple concept. Right. But so many people are unwilling to like, I'm comfortable. I'm good. I don't yeah. want to grow. Yeah. Uh, but there's yeah. so much value in that. Um, I also want to add this too. Uh, I don't know if, um, uh, you, you know how sometimes like, like when you meet a friend, there's always people in between that, that fill in the blanks. Uh, so, uh, Jeremiah went to, what was the name of that ministry school you went to, Justin? G-Slam, Georgia School of Leadership, something like that. So he graduated from there, and then he was actually my ministry school director. For those of you who who don't know this, me and Justin come from like a ministry school background. That's how we met. And um, so I I just know Jeremiah was was a connection somewhere in there for us meeting. And so you never know. Without Jeremiah, the 3C Project... (laughs) <laughs> may not exist. So Jeremiah, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you for your possible, uh, birth of this podcast. We owe everything to you. Um, the last thing that I wanted to point out, unless you had like, do you have like any like things? About oh, the- is there not? Oh, you got more meat. To- okay. Let's yeah, die. Let's one, keep going. One more. There's one more thing. Um, that I really loved. I want to make sure people, and you don't have to dive into it, but like, if you did not write this down while you were listening, please make sure you write this down. Um, but your uncertain times can turn into opportunities, not obstacles, you know? Um, wow. and that is that he said that. And I was like, that is so true. Like I have been so uncertain in this time, but there have also been so many opportunities that have come out of this that I was like, wow, I had no clue. And like something that is like kind of been burning inside of me, like for a little bit is like, I'm getting so tired of people being like, oh, 2020 sucks and da, 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 da. like, mm. yeah, some bad things have happened, but like you, like you could, there are opportunities that are good things. Like I am still yeah. thankful to the Lord and thankful for all the things that have happened in this year. And like, I am, I, again, there are some bad things, but like, I'm not willing to throw out everything that's good because some like uncertain things that happened and like there were some obstacles. So I'm done. Um, so I really did want, did want to share that on that piece. Like you have to be willing to like lean into the uncertainty in order to get to the opportunity, man, Justin, that's so good. And I'm actually finding, um, just, just like when, when things are like weird and you have to pivot, you have to adjust, like you, you're forced to do things different. And I'm finding, especially in like, uh, in, in, in the side of my world where I'm making kids content for church, we're having to do things different, but I'm, I'm finding it's working better than what we were doing before. And, and we're yes. finding a lot new yes. ways and, and, um, a, a lot of different and, and new and exciting ways to do it. Um, that are actually working better. So it's just interesting um, when you're forced in a position to, to, to do it different that um, just the results that you can get. So it's not all bad. Yeah, it's not. It is not. You know, and um, with that, I would like to say I love all of our listeners. It's not all bad. I hope that you like at least one of our episodes. 
Man, I've been getting a lot of really generous feedback from people. Justin, one, can, what, can some, you, some things I've gotten you? is people are very impressed with our mic quality. They're like, oh, we did... We were expecting absolute trash quality, but you guys sound great. I think I sound like a three-year-old girl, but apparently we sound good. Our microphones you, are of quality. Can you uh, send some of those people to uh, tell me? Yeah. no, we're nobody <laughs> I know talks to me We about have an Instagram. Say these things to the Instagram and just, just like, type I'm, it I'm po- and comment these Ben's things. Like, Man, these people are just giving me feedback. I'm like, my friends suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Gosh. Oh man. Uh, no. All right. So a real real theme of this episode. Step up your encouragement to Justin <laughs> or else. Some somebody to say, hey, I listened to it. It sounded good. That's all I need. Like you can just lie. <laughs> Someone give my <laughs> give my boy some support over here. All right, um, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the 3C Project. Hey, you know what? Steven actually is signaling to me right now, and he's like, yo, Justin sounds so good. Thank you, Steven. Thank you so much, Steven. We should think about paying him eventually. Yeah, we need to get some sponsors on this podcast first. Um, Steven's lining up some really good interviews um, coming up in a couple weeks, so please get excited about the future of the podcast. It's going to be good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Justin, yeah. I think this is a good a good time to end. We've yeah, we've told everyone we need better encouragement. We've yes. <laughs> we've given yes. some points. Feeling, we've, uh, feeling a little lonely. That's all. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for watching it. Please, 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 please follow us on Instagram. Comment, uh, subscribe, uh, do all the things that all of the things enhance our platform because we need you, and uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. We will hear you. You will hear us. You will hear us. No, no, they won't hear us. We're gonna get it one day. I did it you last will. He- you will hear us later. Yeah. That's it, right? You did it. You did it. All yes. right, guys. You will hear us later. I'm Ben. I'm Justin. And this is and the Three C Project. Okay, bye.